Center, Kenny Chatterfall's number eight, Stefan Manch, Director of Law for Kenny Group. Hello, how are you? Hi, Roxy. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, really well. In this COVID situation, I think we're all managing pretty well, to be honest. Yeah, can't believe we're up to episode eight already. It's um, We're ticking along. It's great. We sure are. And we've got a great guest today, somebody who I can personally vouch for because I have had treatment from her and have known her for a little while now. Jo Circuit is joining us today. Hello, Jo. Welcome. Hi, Rox. Hi, Stefan. How are you? Oh, good. Um, thanks for thanks for joining us today, Joe. You're welcome. Now, Joe, maybe you can explain a little bit about your business and what it is that you do. So, um, I've been running my business for oh, 18 years now, and it sort of developed along the way to become now really to creating positive change in the lives of organisations and individuals. So, really, just in all aspects of the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. Um, and social um, well-being of everyone. So I have a clinic that I see people one-on-one and I also do go into organisations and I also run wellness retreats. So my clients age, well, my youngest, where I do some of my treatments is sort of eight months old and my oldest client to date is 93. So it's a whole range of people, all walks of life. Wow. Um, and and could there be a better time for us to be talking with you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Our life has changed over the last couple of months that we could never ever imagined at all. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. And um, as we mentioned earlier, like we're really lucky to have Joe on. And given um, that we're mostly in lockdown and that we're dealing with COVID nineteen and what's happening for us individually we sometimes forget that there are really important things that we really need to be looking after for ourselves, um, you know, at at any time, but particularly at times like this, Jo. Yeah, so, you know, life has changed for us on a global scale and we're all experiencing that collective loss, you know, of grief and we're all experiencing that in different ways, you know. Each of us, even us talking here, we're all experiencing that differently but even different days and different hours of the day, you know. Um, some days I can be really optimistic and hopeful and other days I'm really drained and exhausted. So I can imagine everyone that's listening does have great days and then they have really, really crap days too. So we're just taking one day as it comes, doesn't it, and just see, you know, know the sun comes up the next day, it's a new day, and we take a breath and just go back into it again. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um... I think we we are so lucky to have have you with us today, Joe. Um, so so for this podcast, a little bit different to to previous ones, which have been sort of uh, quite a few of them technical around you know accounting or legal issues. Um, you're going to talk to us, I think, about cultivating resilience and adapting to change through these times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is going to be um, really really helpful for clients of ours who are business owners um you know guiding their business through you know the pandemic um but equally helpful for for individuals um and and whether that individual is you know guiding their business or their family um or just themselves through this um you know that they we need to all you know we need to be feeling well and feeling positive to to be able to do that guiding um so so can you give us a bit of an outline about what um, what you'll be taking us through today? Yeah, so I'm just going to be talking a bit about um, different aspects. We'll be talking a bit about our mindset 
um, about where we are at the moment, where our emotions may be. We'll be talking a bit about um, how important sleep is, how important movement is, and that relationship we have with ourselves, our colleagues if we're in a working place, and our families because all the dynamics are changing. You know, a lot of us are working at home with our partners at home, our kids running around, you know, our flatmates, you know, um, our colleagues are, you know, not in the same room. It's all very different um, in so many aspects and we're all juggling different aspects. We would never imagine that, you know, six or eight weeks ago that we'd all be we're mostly working from home, that all the kids would be off school, you know, that we wouldn't be able to see our grandparents or our parents or our relationships. So everyone's experiencing, you know, as I said, this grief. Um, so we'll be talking about different aspects of that holistic approach of everything and how we can actually help ourselves on it, you know, to ride the wave really to get us through the next few months and then how we can kickstart ourselves and still be motivated when we come out. So we really want to, you know, um, rather than just surviving through this, we want to be thriving so when, you know, we're out and about again, we're really motivated because I'm finding it can be demotivating just sitting at home and not talking to people and having so much on your plate. So we're wanting to really thrive through this time. Okay, well, thinking about that and um, about the resilience that we need, what are some of the things that we can do um, fairly simplistically to really just help us straight away to get our heads in the right place? So um, one thing I sort of um, brought up a few weeks ago with clients is because we sort of felt overwhelmed. I mean, I bet like all of you, like myself, our inboxes were full of, you know, building resilience and what to do and here and you just felt so overwhelmed. And so I sort of took it back to the basics and just thought if there's something that you can do each day that's satisfying and something that you can do that's pleasurable. So something might be around the work that you're satisfying that you can tick off and you feel good at the end of the day, and something that's pleasurable, whether that's a walk, whether it's playing with the dog, whether it's you know eating a nice meal, just something that you can actually achieve rather than having these really long to-do lists at the moment that we feel or opening our inbox and seeing thousands of emails, you know, and just feeling overwhelmed before we've even started the day. So that's one thing. Um, and I'll talk a bit more later on, but it's about that mindset of um, and one of the most important things is, you know, getting movement, getting exercise, getting outside, or getting that body moving because with that movement it really helps our brain and we're really wanting to help our brain through these times be productive being focused um, and still being motivated and inspired to keep going each day and, and i think along with um the mindset you mentioned sleep um you know yeah. as being one of the things you talked about i i've got three young kids so i'm sold on the concept <laughs> generally um but uh, what are the things we can do to improve that that sleep and and what impact does that have on our well-being so sleep is uh, is sleep is essentially our life support system and people don't realize how important sleep is and you know, with a young family, often we, if you've got young kids, you may not have slept properly for many years. It could be 8, 10, 12 years that you've had, you know, a decent night's sleep. But I always think of sleep being at like the Swiss Army knife or the first aid kit because pretty much by having sleep, it will fix or help any ailment that you have. You know, and if you think about it, anything that you have wrong with you, sleep will help with that. So I'm going to just talk a few about techniques that you may not have heard of as much. You know, we've heard about, you know, lavender oil and, you know, um, um, not eating too much before you go to bed and, you know, turn off your screens and things like that. But the ones I want to talk about are ones you may not have heard of. And one of the most important things is in the morning, as first thing as you get up, go outside and get sunlight. So without sunglasses, 
what this does is actually um, sets off the serotonin in your brain, which then tells the brain 12 hours later melatonin to kick in. So often we go out in the morning, we want to have our sunnies on or we don't go out you know, early enough. And so what happens is we go out, we've got our sunnies on and our brain still set into that melatonin. So that's sort of when we're still feeling sleepy. But then 12 hours later, we're still quite energised and so the serotonin is still kicking in our brain. So ideally to get outside with no nothing on your eyes and get that sunlight in the morning is one good thing. Another, um, so pretty much what happens at night when you're sleeping, it's like a car wash. So we need to sleep for restorative. So we need it for our brain. And what it does when we go into a deep sleep, it's like a, a, a car wash. It's like um, good night's sleep clean. It clears out all the toxins out of the brain, especially toxins related to um, build up in the brain for like um, Alzheimer's and things like that. So we really need yeah. deep sleep to actually restore the brain. So we need it for the um, emotional well-being and we also need it for the deep sleep as well. So the two areas I want to talk about, which probably won't be that popular with, when I bring them up, so with caffeine. So caffeine, what a caffeine does, it actually affects our deep sleep by up to 20%. So often we think of um, caffeine is, you know, gets us moving and so, which is great. So, But what happens if you have caffeine, say, at um, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, so it actually has a six hours um, half-life. So if you, say, had a coffee at three o'clock, then six hours later, you've got six, still half, 50% of that caffeine in your brain. And then it also, 12 hours later, you've still got a quarter of that caffeine still in your brain. So uh, if you have a coffee after lunchtime, pretty much at midnight, you've still got um, a quarter of that caffeine still in your brain. So a lot of people don't know that and a lot of people probably won't be happy with me saying this. <laughs> have it with your morning breakfast, have it at 10 o'clock in the morning or so, but anything after that is when you're, you're going to not get that deep sleep and that's when we need. So often people get that sleep, but if we're not getting that deep sleep, we're not getting that nourishing, refreshing sleep for our brain. The other one is alcohol. And so I know that we've always, um, alcohol has that misunderstanding about sleep because when people drink a lot, they sleep very well. But actually, they're being sedated. They're not sleeping. <laughs> so we're not getting that important REM sleep. And that REM sleep is that dreaming state. And that dreaming state is when we actually restore our mental health. So what happens is when we're having the alcohol, um, we go into that more of a deep sleep or sedated sleep, and we're not getting that dream state. So we're not getting the restorative mental health. So people that have um, emotional or um, anxiety, depression, those sort of things, by drinking the alcohol, you're not getting that restoration of that REM sleep. So it's a good, I, the best thing they say with alcohol is probably to have it with breakfast and so maybe a Bloody Mary in the morning. Or, <laughs> espresso, um, yeah, espresso martini sounds like a go. Yeah, there you go. Perfect idea. <laughs> there are just some ideas there. The other two, a couple of key things that you may not know about is um, generally with the EMF. So you may have heard with the EMF. So if you've got Wi-Fi, turn it off at night because you've got that buzzing going on all the time. Being aware where your bed is, if you're sleeping on the um, the monitors, what do they call that side, the um, electric plate, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what if you're sleeping on the back of one of those, of you know... Um, Even if you're, like, you're on the, with a TV on the other side TV, that's still yeah. going and any kind of electric, electromagnetic... Fridges. Yeah, exactly, fridges. Sometimes you might have a bedroom on the back of your fridge that's humming all night. So turning off, um, yeah, your Wi-Fi, turning off maybe your Foxtel or if you've got Apple TV. Apple TV, 
when I've had it checked and so it is really high with the EMF. So just unswitching it at night, that's really handy. Um, things like, you know, you've got your herbal teas and things like that. But um, if you've heard of ghee, ghee, which is G-H-E-E, so it's like an Ayurvedic, but what's well, really butter without the dairy in it. Um, having some of that in warm water at night or putting that on your temples at night can really calm the mind um, is a really good one. And also if you do finding it hard going to sleep, there's some really good um, music called, um, if you type in Google, so Delta Brainwave. And even if you're finding it hard to go to sleep, these Delta Brainwave music brings your brain into that sleep state. So even though you're awake, your brain is actually going into the delta wave. So even though you're awake, and then it'll actually help you going off to sleep. Um, so listening to things like that, doing meditation or mindfulness before um, bed as well can really help. So um, And also things like, you know, you might look into things like magnesium bars or, you know, um, something just to relax you before you go to bed. So um, dark space, all that sort of quiet space and things like that is always good. So what are some of the other things that you could do to really um, optimise your health, Jo? Uh, so I find anything that um, you can do as a mindful activity, I know everyone talks about mindfulness, but I think people think mindfulness might be we have to go and meditate in the corner. Um, but mindfulness is actually just doing something that your brain is just focusing on that. So that could be, you know, going out for a surf. It can be going for a walk. It could be, you know, um, doing a jigsaw puzzle, knitting. Anything that your mind is actually just concentrating on that thing that you're doing without all the other thoughts coming in. So mindful activity. It could be yoga. It could be, um, you should say something like fishing, but you can't fish at the moment. But anything that you can do, jogging, going for cycle, running, when your mind is just concentrating on that thing, so definitely some sort of um, movement, um, whether it's walking, whether it's jogging, whether it's Tai Chi, um, you need that movement. So your body really needs that movement um, for your mental health well, as well as your physical health as well. Um, and that's self-care. Those are the things that even though you'll be so busy and you may have kids or you're juggling all your work um, things, you need to do something for yourself. So whether that is just having a bath whether that is, you know, going to read a book or watching a funny movie, you really need to make time at the moment, even though you've got a lot going on for that self-care. So finding something that, you know, you enjoy. It might be just ringing a friend. Um, it might be just, um, you know, journaling um, at the submitting or something that makes you happy. You really need to do that self-care at the moment more than you've ever done before. Um, and again, around that sort of nutrition, I think at the moment, People are either eating really well or people are really just, you know, eating and drinking a lot more. You know, I know at Easter, lots of eggs and you know, people might be drinking more alcohol. But just reminding us that we still need to eat good foods to keep our brains functioning, you know, fresh um, fruit and vegetables, you know, juices um, and simple foods that are just going to be nourishing us at the moment, especially when we're going into winter. We want those warm stews, those soups, those casseroles that are really going to be nurturing and nourishing our bodies as well. It's a very important moment. And when I say about that, also water, drinking water, water, keeping hydrated. Even though it's not warm, we need it for our brain to function. We need it for all our bodily functions as well. Joe, I was just thinking with the, the mindful activities um, or, doing, you know, doing something that, that is mindful, I know um, myself often when I'm doing something, I'll have music on in the background or some, you know, a podcast or something like that. Um, I, 
I'd like to know, does, does that affect the, the mindfulness of the activity? So we've got some of the sort of background noise or some other stimulus. Is that is that reducing the benefits perhaps of what that activity is if we really want to get into a, a more mindful state? I definitely if you sort of with a podcast and so, but I find that at the moment with listening to podcasts is a really good way for our brain to be still educated and learning. So that goes into, so with the mindfulness, yes, I'd say mindfulness is really just focusing. If you're walking, you're out with those five senses, smelling the air, feeling the air, what can you see, what can you hear? Um, so that the um, benefits of something like listening to a mind um, a podcast is we also need our brain to be learning. So they say that... Um, our brain starts dying when we stop learning new things. So podcasts and things like that are great for, you know, still um, rewiring our brain. We want to really keep, you know, um, kick-starting those neurons so we, you know, our brains are still functioning um, to the best ability. So I find with podcasts um, is a good way to work learning. So, yes, it's not as good as the mindfulness, but it has a great effect on your brain health in that way. So um, you've still got a bonus in that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. What about things like, um, you know, you talked about self-care. Um, I would die for a massage at the moment and obviously can't get one because of, you know, where we can't. Um, but what are some of the things that you can do just that almost feel like we're treating ourselves, but in actual fact we probably should prioritise them, shouldn't we? Yes, at the moment um, I think that um, we're having to think outside the square, I guess, um, and I sort of, the ways I've looked at it is um, there's uh, a lady that's, um, I think she's in Armstrong Creek and she's done these um, uh, um, self, um, what do you call them, facials. So you can order them and then she's got all the things in there and then you can just do the facial at home yourself. So it's sort of thinking outside the square of what can you do that's still nourishing yourself. I know for myself I still um, sneak out and try to go for a walk on the beach or a quick dip in the ocean. Um, even yesterday morning the weather was about to turn. Um, my hubby's he's their principal, so he's been working at work. So I haven't, I've been teaching the kids for time myself but he had the morning at home so in that like half an hour I ran out went to the beach before it poured rain went for a walk so it's just finding those small moments that you can do something so even if it's got 10 minutes like I'm just going to walk around the block or I'm just going to turn on uh, um, YouTube and do some yoga or anything if you've only got those small amount of time see what you can fit into that small time it might be even just um you know, jumping in the shower just to refresh and put some um, essential oils in the bottom of the shower and, you know, you get that smell and aroma and freshen up. So even if we don't have a lot of time, just find those little bits of time that we can throw something in. Maybe it is um, finishing off a journal, um, finishing off, you know, a piece of writing or um, just being creative and drawing or, you know, sketching or something like that. Um, And from a... You mentioned obviously the other side is physical activity, um, and a lot of us aren't getting that. I guess that incidental activity, you know, walking the kids to school or walking to, you know, I I ride to work often, um, or even just you know getting out in the air between from your home to the car to to go somewhere. Um, it, in terms of the type of activity we're doing um, for for this time, I know we're limited, can't go to the gym or do things like that. But is there are there any particular types of activity that you suggest that you know that maybe take in some of these other benefits as well mm-hmm. so um what i've been finding um have not been going to the gym and so um i've been um with my beach there's a fair few stairs so i actually just sort of walk and then go up and down the stairs a lot um so finding those places where you're out and about that there might be a hill and just going 
if you are going for a walk, maybe go somewhere there's a hill up and down or if there's somewhere that you can go up and, up and down stairs a few times to get that, um, you know, exercise. I think those, you know, the important part of exercise, I find, is um, that strength training. So whether it's just at home putting some fun music on, and this is what I'm doing at the moment, because I've just thought what I need to do at the moment, four minutes, and in that four minutes, so the first minute I do squats, the second minute I do push-ups, uh, third minute I do these sort of skiing things, and the fourth minute, well, I plank, do a plank as well. Okay, not necessarily a minute. Um, and I just find if I can just achieve that in a day with that strength training, I feel really good. And I put some fun music on as well, which takes my mind off the hurting parts of my body that I'm doing. And then what I've been doing is writing it down um, on my fridge and seeing how I go each day and if I've got better each day. So it's sort of giving me these small, funny goals to do I mean I'm not as fit as a lot of people out there that could probably do you know a lot more of that so it's just finding something that you can do with that I know um, I have to laugh at the front of my house I often don't have people walking past but since since the corona oh my goodness the other day in 10 minutes I had something like 48 people come past there was dogs there was you know scooters there was bikes there was and in 48 people and like literally normally I could work there and I'd see maybe one or two sitting <laughs> <laughs> out at lunch times and so but as you said they're not riding to work or you're not um doing that sort of thing but I think also if you think about that time you normally would do in traveling to and from work what are you doing in that time so I know especially a lot of people I know that work in Melbourne so they're saving probably to four hours a day at the moment what are you doing in that time is that quality time of exercising spending time with the kids um resting so thinking about that time that you normally be traveling to and from work what are you doing to fill that gap you know is it that you just need some rest is it that you know that do some work with the kids is it that you go and do some exercise um so finding those gaps that you normally wouldn't have if you're traveling you know you're saving between you know half an hour and two hours a day yeah it's just such great advice, um, everything that you've said there. I love your five minutes. Um, and then maybe the next five minutes could just be dancing around. Yes. Uh, just do some dancing. That'd be great. Kids <laughs> love that. Joe, it's been wonderful having you chat to us. Just before we let you go, are there any other tips you might have, particularly for maybe even business owners um, who are listening, who are just sort of maybe struggling to keep motivated or to keep their head in the business space? Have you got any thoughts for them? I think at the moment it's going to be an interesting time when we come back um, into that space. So for leaders and managers and so is, and also employees, I think um, we're all going to see, you know, where the leaders are and how we've been dealing with things. So you'll probably find at this stage, at the moment, the most important thing for leaders, managers and so will be employees is their emotional intelligence. How are they dealing with it and how are they dealing with, with their staff? You know, that, that self-regulation is their empathy, the compassion. Um, and I think employees will sort of see, you know, which managers have been really good and which ones, you know, are really struggling with, you know, keeping the group together and being, um, you know, have that self-control and so. So I think people coming back um, as employers or managers or leaders is a really good time, even though you're so busy, of being innovative, spending that few quiet time yourself and being creative. So sitting there, having that time to write down how your business can pivot or where you can move staff around or what can, you know, goals that they can set and so. So really doing that planning stage. I know they say that um, when we think about... Um, times of you know um, lockdown and so I know that um, Isaac Newton you know he um, 
through the plague, he ended up having two years that they have to spend at home. And that's when he came up with, you know, gravity and all the laws of black gravity. And so so there's been some amazing times that, um, you know, um, leaders around the world or scientists and inventors have created amazing things. I mean, Michelangelo, Michael D'Angelo also um, through bionic, of bionic plague in Milan, while that was happening, he actually um, didn't um, set up or created a new whole town planning for Milan, so how that people wouldn't get uh, um, bubonic plague and actually stopped you know many of the town from getting sick. So as these people being that innovative time, that creative, that curiosity time for leaders, managers, and employers how things can change in their workplace, how they can create a better workplace when we go back into it. So just spending a little bit of time of being creative, a bit of quiet time to really focus on um, what can change, what can, you know, um, you know, amend, what we can get rid of, and that sort of thing. I, I love that. So, so, you know, making this an opportunity for growth and development, you know, yeah. in the space that we've got um, rather than, you know, being a, a, a negative time or a, yeah, I, that's that's um, brilliant. Um Joe, if people have liked what they've heard today and they want more, um, uh, how can they connect with you or your business? What's the best way for people to, to get in touch and find out more? They can just go to my website, which is um, www.joesircuit, which is um, J-O-S-U-R-K-I-T-T.com.au. I've just launched a three-series program, so it's just three hours sessions um, over three weeks and they're around about adapting to change so more details into the mindset into sleeping into mindful movement and things like that Awesome. That's wonderful, Joe. And I can personally recommend your um, Reiki because that was, uh, I know that I'm a big fan of um, having treatments with you. It's been wonderful having you um, give us some some really wholesome advice um, and some thoughts today. I don't know about you, Steph, but I'm thinking maybe decaf coffee in the afternoon, maybe. Oh, I'll, I'll give it a try. <laughs> and espresso martinis in the morning. In the, absolutely. Yep, that sounds great. So if you took away nothing else from the podcast, <laughs> you those little gems. Joe, thank you so much. We'll have all of your details in the show notes so people will know how to connect with you. Steph, thank you so much. It's been such a joy with um, catching up with you, albeit via Zoom. As and, always. Uh, we will catch you with Penny Chatterballs, um, our next edition real soon. Thanks, Roxy. Take care all.